Hey everybody, welcome to Raven's House of Horror. Raven here. And I'm here to bring you a quick, quick review on the 2022 Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is now playing on Netflix. So, after 50 years in hiding, Leatherface returns to terrorize a group of friends. Before I get in, as I always do, before I get into the part of the movies that I like and maybe not like, I'll go through the class, the cast real quick. First you have Sarah Yarkin, plays Melody. Um, you've probably seen her in a few things called Motherland, Fort Salem, and Happy Death Day. She's the outspoken, idealistic friend. Then we have Elise Fisher, who plays Lila. Seen her as in the voice of Despicable Me and the Adams Family. She's Melody's younger sister. She's been she's quiet. She's the quiet one. She's been through a lot, as they would show. She's been through like show some flashbacks of her been going through like a school shooting, which it looks like. So she has some issues. Then we have Jacob Lattimore, who plays Dante. He's another idealistic friend. He's in charge with Melody of basically building plans for the small town in Texas. I'll get into that in a second. He played in Maze, Maze Runner, Detroit, and Fantasy on 7th Street, which is a good movie. Then we have Moe Dumford, who played Richard. He's the mechanic. He comes in like a little bit after you know, the 15 minute marks in the movie. He plays in Vikings and Night Ride movie. Vikings is the show. That was, I didn't really get into that, but I heard good things about it. I don't know if it's still on or not, but I heard it was good. Then we have Neil Hudson. He plays Ruth, Dante's girlfriend. She played in Victoria and Count Lander. Then we have Owen Fiore, if I even pronouncing that right. He plays Sally, the hard, hard survivor from 50 years ago that ran into Leatherface with her friends back in the early, mid 70s. She plays Mandy, too, also. Mark Burham, he plays Leatherface. And he's in Snowfall and Low Light and Wrong Cops. Actually, think he did a decent job as Leatherface. You know, which not this is not my favorite Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie from far, but I think he did a decent job. So to get into the the movie for a little bit, basically Melody, Dante, Lila, and Ruth. They traveled to, from Austin, Texas to a small backwoods town of Harrow, Texas. They're there on some project to be build this little small town and, you know, to get it up and going and fix it up. And as they wait for their backer to come, the money lady, she come, she's coming there with a busload of people to see the town, you know, to try to invest in everything, to check out the town. So they start making their way around and they run into, you know, a town folk guy, which is named 
Richard, the mechanic. He had words at first with um, one of the one of the with, what's her name Melody. Sorry, drew a blank there. Melody, the the sister that she they ran into him actually at the gas station, and it, she had some words with him because she was carrying a gun. But it is Texas, and she you know she just seemed like one of those two righteous type of females, which is nothing wrong with that. But sometimes you just gotta. Keep your thoughts and your opinions to yourself. So while they run into him, they're like, oh, God, this guy. Because he almost tried to run him off the road in the beginning after that scene at the gas station. So they go to town. They run into him. And they find out that he was the one actually showing him around. And he actually turned out to be a good guy, you know. He wasn't that bad. It's just Melly had a smart mouth at that time. (laughs) And so... As they look around, they're going through the buildings, the buildings, the buildings. They run, go into one house when the lady, she still was actually there living there, which is Leather's Face's mom. So she's telling them she still has the deed for the house while they're trying to get her out. So they, one of them went to go get the cops. And while everybody else is just roaming around doing their own thing, Melody and Dante... They're confronting Leatherface's mother, and you know she started having. You know she was actually nice. She, she, she said she had the deed for the house. She, she offered them tea, and she even like I, I mean I mean the nice and friendly to your kind. Speaking, talking to Dante as he was colored, <laughs> it was funny. But then they they were getting more forceful with her. So then she started having like an attack because she was walking around with an oxygen tank. And so she falls down, strokes out. When the cops come, Leatherface comes down. They take her to the hospital, and then she winds up passing in the in the ambulance on the ride there. Then basically, that's when the movie really starts. It starts off pretty slow, and then when Leatherface sees his mother died in his arm, then he like did some brutal kid on killing. He killed the two cops, and Ruth winds up going with them to take. Leatherface's mother to the hospital. She wound up being a casualty of Leatherface. And I'm not going to go into all the kills, but um, the way he did some killings, they didn't turn away from everything. The blood, the gore was awesome. I gave them 100% on that. If you're not into that kind of cringeworthy killing, I say either look away or do not watch. And so while this is all going on, <laughs> the, it was cool that when Leatherface's mother died, he, Roof is still in the ambulance. She's trying to find a way to get out without drawing drawing um his attention because he's actually cutting the face off of his mother to get the new face. And then you know he winds up getting Roof, pulling her through the window, and try to. Well, she actually tried to escape through the van window and then Leatherface, you know, did what he did with her. And I don't really want to tell the kill scenes, but there's some wicked scenes of killing. So I don't really want to give them away, especially one where he did with the cop's wrist, with the bone. Good stuff. And then. So they go right back into town. So the bus full of people started coming. And when they got there, they're looking around. The backer comes. She's there showing him around. 
I don't know how this happened, but Leatherface actually came back, got back into the house without. Um, it seemed like they were pretty far to me <laughs> from the house when they were driving, and he got back to the house pretty quick. That's one of my gripes with it. I mean, there's little plot holes and things throughout the movie that you could probably catch. But like I said, this is a movie you just turn your brain off and you just go with the flow because basically it's more for visual with the killings. To me, it seemed like they're more of a storyline. So I have to say that. So as Dante's in the house with Melody, um, he's actually in the house walking around. And like I said, I don't know how he even got there so fast. So he runs into, they see him. They make, they're trying to hide. Next thing you know, they split up. And you know that's the wrong thing to do is split up. And then he goes after them one by one. I'm not going to tell this whole story. But like I said, from that part on, the movie goes. When he gets back to the house, going after Dante and Melody. And then after that, the fun begins. And there's two really good scenes that if you didn't watch it yet and you probably heard about it, um, the bus scene, that was a great, great scene. And the kill on Dante was good. And the ending, the ending got me. I give them a A plus for the ending. The ending got me. So, but I definitely won't spoil that. But um, I give it, they had the good atmosphere for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. They had, you know, definitely the gore, the blood, like I keep stressing, because it really is good. And, but the the storyline, I didn't really care for it. It dragged in the beginning for a little bit. Like I said, you get past the first 20 minutes, then it really kind of goes, especially when Leatherface gets into it and starts doing his massacre of killing. And it has some of the old school vibe, but it's just like, it's the same thing. It's like a reboot, the beginning of the beginning of the beginning of the beginning kind of movie. So it got a lot of bad reviews, but I said it's definitely good to watch it if you're a fan of the franchise, because it's not horrible, but you will pick certain things apart maybe. So I think, like I said, the atmosphere was good. The kills were great. And the characters, they didn't really they didn't really have no real good to me character development. It's like that was rushed. And um it's like they rushed the storyline once they got it going. It was just like a to me, it was just like it was a weak storyline. And but they do make it up with the killings, as I stressed that through the, as I've been talking about it. They do make it up with the kills. And you won't be disappointed with the bus scene and you won't be disappointed with the ending because those parts were very good. But as my review, I give this, honestly, I could give this maybe two and a half, two and a half, maybe a straining three Raven Wings. Like I said, it's worth at least watching it one time if you're a fan of the franchise and it's playing on Netflix right now. Actually, I have some. I think we have. I had some fun facts about this movie. It's um, some trivia. Like this movie, it was filmed 
initially stated for the theatrical release sometime like I think in 2021, but where all the plans were scrapped because they, they kept having like a string of disaster, disastrous test screenings. And so they wind up just selling it to Netflix. Like a lot of stuff with the test screenings looked like going so horrible that they couldn't even get it to the theaters. And so they wind up selling it to Netflix. Netflix is always there to bail somebody out, you know? And there's, a, if you want to know another part of the movie, like if you want to pick a part, if you're paying attention, his chainsaw, you know, the, the chainsaw guard, is, is, it, it, it only lets the chainsaw go so far. But one scene on the bus when Melody and her sister Lila is in the bathroom, when he cuts it through, he tried to go through them through the door. You'll see the difference, and it has to be a different chainsaw with a longer, the longer stem because the other chainsaw he had would not go to that far to reach them. So these are little things you could look for in the movies if you're into that, like trying to catch stuff like that. But and actually, they didn't even make this movie in Texas. Actually, they made it in Bulgaria, Sofia, Bulgaria, by the way. So they probably made it, got it out there for pretty cheap. So. Like I said, that's my review on the 2022 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like I said, it's good for a one-time watch. It's worth it just for the kills. It's worth it just for the bus scene and the ending. And I know I stressed that a lot in this review. So, Raven is out with his review. Next week, we're going to be doing some mainstream stuff. So, hope you join and listen and if you ever want to follow my movie on reviews of what movies i'm going to be doing or just for to see some good movies what i think is good you can always follow me on instagram my handle is ravens underscore horror my podcast instagram is raven underscore house of horror and there will be some videos going up on the youtube channel this week coming up so i know every week i've been saying it's coming it's coming but i finally got some stuff to hear to how to put it up so thank you for listening and listen to my next review because it's going to be a real good one i'm not going to even tell you what it's going to be on in two weeks when i bust into the main the mainstream review because i've been doing a lot of indie straight to dvd type movies since i started this trying to change things up a little bit But thanks for listening. Raven is out.